You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 8 and verse 58. John 8 and 58. Amen. Didn't our, oh, I I forgot to thank two groups. I knew I would do that, but God just kind of reminded my spirit. The children's choir Sunday morning and the youth choir Sunday night. Wasn't that absolutely amazing? So proud of them. And, um, the children's choir singing in five different languages. And then the choir Sunday night was just awesome. And uh, our young people that were involved in playing in that choir, there was a, quite a group up here, so if you couldn't see them behind, we had Hayden playing and we had Kevin playing uh, and part of the choir. And what a great job they did. I think we should give them a good little hand for their participation. Amen. Thank the Lord for this church. Amen. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. I want to talk to you tonight for a little bit on this title, He Is. He Is. Amen. Almost everywhere in the ancient world, um, They believed in gods. That was part of the day. Uh, While, you know, some atheists would point to some skepticism about the scripture, there really wasn't people who were uh, atheists during uh, the times that you would see within the Bible. They all had some type of uh, significant presence or deity that they worshipped in some fashion. Uh, In fact, polytheists uh, found it strange when the Israelites declared that they worshiped the one true God, Jehovah. Uh, There was was this um, pantheon of gods that was well known, and whether you you can go to uh, the goddess Diana, you can go to the sun god, the moon god, you can go to all kinds of different aspects of, of gods that were served during the ancient world. And travelers uh, to the land of Israel likely would have had expressed great uh, surprise upon hearing uh, that this monotheistic group of people believed, devoted themselves to a one true God, Jehovah. Yeah. And um, they were used to being overtaken with idols and, and idol worship. And, 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 and so they would have They would have saw it as an anomaly that uh, there is a group of people that believe in the one true God, Jehovah, or who was known as the great I am. The I am means he is or he will be. The Lord spoke to Moses from the burning bush and 
called him to deliver the Israelite slaves out of the bondage of Egypt and his reluctance Moses uh, uh, he didn't really want to, he didn't really want to return to Egypt Egypt had bad memories for him he was kind of on the most wanted poster in Egypt um, they weren't going to send out to him the welcome wagon it might have been the paddy wagon he wasn't too excited to return to uh, to Egypt uh, and and uh, uh, all of a sudden when God says, I want you, Moses, to, to help lead, uh, miraculously uh, uh, lead uh, God's people out, uh, uh, he, he gets a, a little nervous about that. He, see, he had, he had killed an Egyptian years before. And Moses said, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Their God of your fathers has set uh, me unto you, and they shall say, what is his name? What will I say to them? I, like, I need some real strong backup here. If I'm going into a, a, a location where I'm not probably going to be well received, and the Lord replied by identifying himself as I am that I am. The, the Hebrew language of the text reveals essential characteristics about the, the nature of God. Since uh, I am can be translated he is or he will be. We see God as, as one not confined to space or time but he transcends it. Uh, he was, he is and he will be. Moses, uh, I want you to say to them that the I am, that, that, that I am has sent you. You can think of the I am as referring to God's uh, self-existence or eternality. Uh, the finite uh, human mind, the concept of anything uh, existing without something it, it, uh, generating, it seems impossible and it's hard for us uh, as humanity to get that into our minds uh, that something could exist uh, without being generated by something else. Yet, the I am always was. We could never go back to a time when God did not exist. Human logic uh, functioning on the basis of, or, uh, uh, or, or of cause and effect. Uh, we, we learn by identifying, uh, by identifying cause and effects. And, and the I am, ha however, that defies human existence and human understanding. And it's hard for us uh, that are limited in our knowledge to grasp that, that he was before because God exists over and above time. The name I am can also refer to the eternal nature of God. And not only always was, but God will always be. God has not simply existed throughout all of time. God existed before time. He is the creator of time. He existed before time was even created. On the fourth day of creation, God set a greater light, which was the sun, to rule the day, and a lesser light to the moon to rule the night. And these two heavenly bodies were given the laws of space and time, creating gravitational forces in a way that humans can measure today the time by the revolution of the earth around the sun. 
And to many people in the ancient world, the sun and the moon represented deities that they worshipped. And yet the true God created them. Yeah, a quick reading of Genesis 1 disproves the motion that God not only created the sun and the moon, but that the cultures that tried to worship them, these celestial bodies, didn't realize that they were only what they were because of the I am. Everything was because of the I am. And because God tonight has always existed and easily sees the past and the present and the future, God is actually everything that we need. You can think of many other things tonight that you think you might need, you might have a necessity of, but because before there ever was time, he was, and because he is, and because he will be, there's absolutely nothing tonight that you will ever need outside of him. Yeah. The omniscient, the omnipresent, the all-powerful I am, Knows the things that we need. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6. Even before we ask them. Before we even breathe. The first word of a prayer. God has already. He already has knowledge. Of what you and I. Are in need of. This I am. Is never tricked. The wolves never pulled over his eyes. There's nothing that you can do that he doesn't see. There's nothing that you can think that he doesn't know. The all-powerful, the omnipresent. Amen. He knows everything. He has all power. Everything is because of him, because he is the I am. See, in the first century, much of the jury remained unconvinced about the identity of Jesus. Various witnesses, they offered conflicting testimonies. Some thought that Jesus was the Messiah. Others thought he was just a great man who came from God. Still others viewed Jesus as some type of a magician or trickster. Attempting to draw uh, people uh, into a crowd. Some religious or political structure represented by his doing some type of miracles just to get attention. And even the disciples at times struggled to identify him, often expressing, expressing confusion about uh, things that he said and trying to figure out uh, everything about him. Jesus, though, however, made a very bold statement at the end of John chapter 8 that I have read to you tonight. And he provided some clues before that ever happened about his identity In the chapter earlier, he said, I am the light of the world in John chapter 8 and verse 12. He's he's kind of leading them up to everything that this world needs. I am. I am that light that will shine unto a world that is in darkness. I am the person that will bring revelation to people that can't see. I am the one that will illuminate people's minds to what they need to know. 
People probably thought that he was using just some common subject or verbs here when he said, I am the light of the world. And then in verse 23, he leads them into a little deeper depth of who he says he is. He says, I am from above. Ye are of this world, but I am from above. You can imagine that that started to cause some concern with the group of people. Okay, it's one thing for him to say he's the light of the world. It's another thing for him to say that he's come from above. You know, is that up the mountain? Is, is that on top of the house? And No, no, no. I, I've come from above, up there, the heavens. And all of a sudden you can sense that there's some concern that's happening with the people because now he's not just the light of this world. Uh, he's also in existence out of this world. Ye are of the world, he said, but I come from above. And you can imagine how this concern even becomes so much greater in the verse that I read to you tonight, when he said in John chapter 8 and verse 58, same chapter, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Whoa, 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 wait a second. This is, this is the, the covenant maker. This is the person that Jehovah made covenant with. That the nations of the earth are going to be blessed and they're going to be like the sand of the seashore and like the stars of the heaven. And, and this is, what are you trying to say? Who are you trying to say you are? What is it that you're trying to represent here? And he made it very clear in this statement. He said, before Abraham was, I am. You've got a lot of recognition and you've got a lot of knowledge and you have a lot of covenant relationship because of Abraham. But let me tell you, that only came from someone that was before him. That was the I am that gave that to him. Don't underestimate. They knew exactly how powerful the statement was that he was making. He was not just claiming to be some junior God or some great rabbi or some powerful teacher. No, no, no. When he made that statement, he was claiming to be God. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus' comments had crossed the line for them. He used the ultimate pronoun and the ultimate state of being to identify himself as the I am. The I am that Moses met at the burning bush. Jesus claimed to predate Abraham. Abraham was the father of the Jews. And Jesus said, I was before him. Jesus strategically went from hinting his identity to more boldly proclaiming his identity. And what happened in this moment, something powerful took place 
Because he connected the Jehovah, Almighty God, with the I Am and claimed to be that person. Almost everyone in the ancient world believed in some type of God. But when he made that statement, he was saying more than a moon God, a sun God, a goddess Diana. No, no. He said before all of that ever, ever came into people's thinking, before that was ever, ever thought of in any way, there was an I am, and I was the I am. I am that I am. The Jews, some believe, because they had waited for the Messiah to reveal himself. And Jesus had proven himself through signs and wonders and, and miracles, just like he did at the burning bush. You can imagine how powerful that a moment was when Moses is standing there. And out of the bush, the Lord speaks to him and says, Moses, take off your shoes for you are standing on holy ground. The miraculous feet that turn revelatory, an explanation of who, who Moses was talking to. And all of a sudden, Jesus speaks to these Jewish people and says, that same voice that came out of the bush, the same voice that told Abraham to leave where he was and to look for a city, that same voice, that I am, he said, I am that I am. At Jesus' self-identification, these subtle clues became a blatant claim, and the religious leaders grew incensed because now they understood that Jesus claimed to be God. Rather than considering that he had the privilege, they had the privilege at that moment of meeting the I am. Can you imagine the approach that could have been taken? When Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, can you imagine the approach, if it had been, I can hardly believe it. We've been looking for you for so long. Thousands of years we've been expecting, hearing that you're going to come. You are the one. You are declaring it. The approach that could have been. But yet, no, there were those who, who didn't take the privilege of, of, of entertaining the very I am that was in their presence, but rather uh, making this accusation uh, that, oh, uh, now he's really in trouble uh, because he's claiming to be God. Oh, the same opportunity for everybody in his presence, some realized that he was the Messiah, while others took the opportunity to be incensed that he claimed to be God. See, they might, they might have excused some of the things that he said, although they didn't really like it when he called them children of the devil. <laughs> he didn't, they didn't like that too much. And they could have excused some things that he said, but when they heard him say that he was before Abraham was, before he was I am, 
The Bible says they wanted to stone him to death because of what he had said. Yet Jesus was everything that they needed. They failed to recognize that the Messiah that they were meeting was way beyond their expectation. Anything that was needed in their life was standing right in front of them. They failed to recognize how prophecy had been fulfilled and how powerful demonstration that was happening right before them. And folks, in a world of all kinds of potential answers in 2022, all kinds of solutions, we must be careful not to make the very same mistake. If we're not careful, we can come into the presence of the very I am and miss the opportunity that everything you need is in his presence. You can try to figure it out. What am I going to do this week? Who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to get counseled by? Who am I going to find help from? What am I going to read? What appointments do I need to make? And all those things can be good in their own way. But don't miss the opportunity that you're in the presence of the only one that you need tonight. And that is the I am. You can't get from me what you can get. From the I am. You can't get from the internet what you can get from the I am. You can't talk to a counselor, hallelujah, and get what you get from the I am. Don't miss the opportunity of the I am in your presence. Because he is. He is. He is the answer. He'll supersede. Our stubbornness and our pride. He'll supersede our issues and circumstances. He'll supersede everything that is holding us hostage. He'll supersede everything that you're struggling with or having difficulty overcoming. I can't tell you a better answer tonight than the I am he is. While the ancient world are leaning on trying to figure out why is it that he's calling himself the I am. There's people in 2022 that are also missing the boat on that Jesus is the only answer. Listen, there can be all kinds of things happen in our society, politically, economically, socially, all those things. But nothing will compare to the I am. If the economy crashes, the I am is still the I am. Hallelujah. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, the I am is still the I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Many people in today's world have strong understandings and beliefs about lots of different things. Nevertheless, in mission point tonight, we need to. Because we have the Word of God. And the Word of God teaches us that there is one true God. Jesus Christ is.
Jehovah himself manifested in flesh. That's why the Bible is very clear and says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 2 Timothy, or 1 Timothy 3, 16 gives us further insight that Jehovah manifested himself in the flesh without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. The verse describes everything Jesus did. And since God is the subject then we know that Jesus is Jehovah in the flesh. And if you miss that point, you're missing the He is. Even the name Jesus reveals the key truth about His identity. Jesus means Jehovah Savior. Isaiah 12 and 2 proclaims it this way Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. You could easily and acceptably change, interchange the last word of that verse, not taking away or adding to. You could easily put the name Jesus where salvation is because Jehovah Savior is what his name means. So as we humble ourselves and make our hearts ready to receive an illumination, Jesus brings us understanding of his true nature and identity. When he became our Savior, listen, there's no one else that is your Savior. There's no preacher that's your Savior. There's no family member that's your Savior. We can't do anything about it. Amen. We're all in the same boat. We all needed a Savior. And let me tell you, the I am, He is. Such a powerful and awesome and magnificent deity. Sometimes can be very distant from us if we're not careful. The idea of the Lord of the cosmos paying any attention to us seems to be so far out so many billions of people in the world and why would he be interested in me well I can clearly tell you that tonight because it's not that he was or it's not just that he will be it's because he is therefore when you and I call on the name of Jesus you're not just saying another name. You say, well, Pastor, there's all kinds of people that have the same name. But there's no power in that name. The power is in the name of Jesus, Jehovah Savior. And when you call upon that name, you are calling upon the God of the Old Testament. You are calling upon the Almighty. You are calling upon the everlasting Father. You are calling upon the Prince of Peace. You are calling on the revealed name called Jesus. When you pray in the name of Jesus, something happens 
because there's an authority that all power in heaven and earth belongs to him, he said. That name of Jesus connects us with an infinite power. Yes, we're finite. But the name of Jesus has infinite power through the power of the Holy Ghost. While we rejoice tonight when the name of Jesus brings miracles and signs and, and wonders. And we get excited about that and we should. But whether that happens or not, it does not change the fact that He is. You heard a powerful testimony this morning of a miracle working God. A man that stood before you that is an absolute miracle of that He is. So I'm going to make a decision. I hope you make a decision tonight that the great I am, the Jehovah Savior, the one that we know by His powerful name, the name of Jesus, is not just someone who was and is not just someone who will be, but is someone who is right now. Right now. Get all the help you can from every aspect that you can. And I'm not against any of that kind of stuff. That's good. But if you're only relying on the help of this world, if you're only relying on the help of this world, you're missing the biggest opportunity of a solution. Thank God for medication. Thank God for therapy. Thank God for professional counselors, doctors, nurses. What would we do without them? I thank God for them. God had some of them write the Bible, so he's not against doctors. That's all good. It's all wonderful. But if that's all you're relying on tonight, you're missing the biggest piece. As great as all of those people can be. I want to be the best pastor I can be. I want to do the best that I can. But if you're relying on me, you're missing the boat. You're really missing it. I can only do just a little part in the kingdom. You're missing the big piece. Of he is. He is. He is. That's a different. That's a different stratosphere. He's the light of the world. He's from above. He's before Abraham was. That's the biggest piece. So I just have to remind you again tonight. Take good advice from intelligent people. Nothing wrong with that. And if you're getting good advice and 
people's helping you. Great, wonderful. But don't miss the big piece. Don't miss that He is. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.